Okay, buddy. So we just finished our deep ADP dive. We covered some really good information, rounds 1 through 10. We hit you with some pretty decent-sized headlines. The bonus episode, we find we're going to have a little bit more fun. We're going to give you great information, uh, a little bit deeper dive, while also just, like I said, we have a little bit more fun with the bonus episodes. And and I, some of the, what I call B-stories or headlines you didn't really want to get to in, in the main episode, um, preseason has started. I, I told you that I, I decided not to work my second job on Saturday. Got everything done, threw out the TV, watched six and a half hours of preseason football. Number one, do I have a problem? And number two, did you watch any preseason football? No, you don't have a problem. Yes, I watched preseason football, but it was it was not a lot. Because I'm not going to get overthrown by by the love for, for, for football. Into, no, no Kembrel Tompkins uh, loving Yeah, it. no Kembrel Tompkins <laughs> catching two touchdowns and all of a sudden he's got to be on my team. I've got to waste the draft pick on this guy. Um, yeah, because you know what? I had... I had high thoughts for Damian Pierce for so somebody that I really liked going into going into starting our podcast in July. So him having a good day only hurts me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the people that I really have strong convictions about, um, I don't want them to have horrible camps, but I want them to just have average camps because I really like these guys and I want to get them at a good value. Damian yeah. Pierce now is way overvalued compared to where I want to take him. Yeah, we talked about that in our ADP dive. Um, another one of your guys that's shooting up boards, Romeo Dobbs, was one of those guys that was going to go definitely undrafted. We're talking wide receiver Green Bay. I should preface that. Um, he's lighting up Packer camp. He had a really good uh, week one preseason game with Jordan Love. He's another one of those guys that he was a dark horse that you mentioned, and a lot of people. Yeah. And he's moving up into drafted territory. And that's where we get into these things, where every single time... Like we did, we started podcasts, we started our podcast, what, mid-July. And I was like, hey, with the last pick of your draft, take this guy. And with the last pick of your draft, take this guy. And, you know, like every single time I give you a different person each round and stuff like that. And every single time, I'm kind of like, well, now I'm not going to get him with the last pick of my draft. Somebody's going to take him a draft, a pick, a round or two before that. Yeah, actually, I, I want to say, factually speaking, I think we started this season in June. We did cover all 32 teams by covering all eight divisions. Yeah, so yeah. I think we started this ride in June. But uh, point taken, there was a lot of guys that, like I said, you got to find that, that danger zone where you're not thinking Kemble Tompkins or mm-hmm. whatever. But you also, and, that, and that's the problem, is guys in the preseason, in these months where there's no real football going on, they go from sleeper to bust really quick. Well, and we had the one year where everyone was like, Charles Johnson is lighting up oh, Vikings God, camp. Oh, Charles Johnson, yeah. And Charles Johnson came out and did absolutely nothing in the regular season. And another rookie was the one that took over that in Minnesota, and his name was Stefan Diggs. Yeah, this Justin, he had a pretty good year. Um, some other stuff coming out of preseason. Zach Wilson, quarterback for the Jets, he had a bone bruise and meniscus tear, successful surgery, Looks like he's going to be out to two to four weeks, maybe a week or two of the regular season. What do you make of that? I think there's a lot of people that need to pump the brakes on, <laughs> on, uh, on, on social media. There was like that that injury happened, and people were like, "He's done for the year. That's a torn ACL." <laughs> and it's like, "Whoa, what are we doing here?" <laughs> like, there's a lot we... of amateur doctors yes, on Twitter. Isn't there's there? there's just a lot of doctors on Twitter that uh, that got that one wrong, <laughs> and it's just I don't know. I just. Yeah, it sucks because Zach Wilson, he's a, he's a guy that has a lot of weapons on that team. When you're talking about Brees Hall, Michael Carter, Elijah Moore, uh, Garrett Wilson, 
and stuff like that. Corey you, Davis. Yeah, Corey Davis. There's there's just a ton of weapons on there. Conklin is there. CG Uzama is there. So like there's a ton of weapons there, and it really is kind of disheartening when you're like, and they're going to be led in week one by Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, Jesus, that guy's still in my life. I mean, yeah, it's just you know like. Zach Wilson was a guy that, um, when we were talking about uh, the quarterbacks, when we were doing best bets, I picked Daniel Jones to throw 21.5 touchdowns, over 21.5 touchdowns. Zach Wilson's at 21.5 touchdowns, too, and he could have very well gotten there. He's probably not going to get there now if he misses the first four weeks of the season, but well, he's got speaking, talent. The injury occurred on 8th, uh, August 13th, so even if he's that four weeks, it probably cost him two weeks of regular season. Mm-hmm. But point taken. Uh, some other news come out of the preseason, you know, and I always preface at preseason, do not pay attention to stats. Do not pay attention to guys who are getting, quote, first team reps. Just pay attention to injuries. That's it. Yeah. You know, um, that being said, that's my little PSA I had to get out of the way. Elijah Mitchell has a hamstring injury. Now, Shanahan says he's going to be regular for the opener, but uh, hamstring injuries tend to linger. Um, your, your guy, you have any hesitations about your guy? Uh, yeah, absolutely I do, because San Francisco is one of those teams like like New England. Like I feel like they just kind of like, oh, you can't, you can't go? Okay, that's fine. Jeff Wilson, hey, you rush for 100 yards. Jeff, oh, Jeff Michael Wilson. Hasty. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Wilson can't go. Jamichael Hasty, you go for 80 yards. Oh, you can't go. Trey Sermon. No, Trey Sermon can't do anything. Not Trey, like, no, he, Trey he, Sermon didn't do anything last year. He was year. deep in that doghouse. I, like I said, I don't know if it was one of those he slept with the coach's daughter. I, I don't know if he was gambling in a back room. I don't know what he did, but he was deep in that doghouse. And they, and they took another running back in that in this draft. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's plenty of talent. In That's that. what Shanahan's do. They take, you know, they take guys out of random and obscure things, and they become Mike Anderson. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, yeah, yeah Mike Tatum Anderson. Bell. <laughs> Ryan will never forget Tatum, but Malcolm will never forget Tatum. No, Bell. no, no, no. Uh, you what? To too that? soon? Yeah, we're, we're talking like 15 years ago. We're too soon yeah, now. Shanahan, Shanahan's make uh, make names for out of players like Alfred Morris. <laughs> too soon. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to mention, especially me being a Patriots guy, James White has retired after nine seasons. He was your ultra PPR guy. He was that guy you could plug in every week. You knew he was going to get six catches for 65 yards. And if you needed a flex or a bye week bye or an injury replacement, he was the guy that you were going to get off. He was the, if we talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick as the quarterback, you pull off waivers. James White was the guy you pull out, the running back you pull off of waivers. Yeah, yeah. If you had, and uh, if, he, he's hung it up after nine years. Yeah. I mean, and you're talking about, you know, Great career, all those Super Bowl rings. I mean, guy, guy, just you know, nine years. It's it tragically cut short with a with a hip injury, but uh, you know, well, tra- that's the thing about running backs. Uh, I mean, yeah, you don't last for long when, when you're yeah. When the you're fact a that he back. made it nine years is pretty remarkable. But you know, great, great career. You know, hats off to him. You know, that's I don't really have anything else to add to that. Yeah, and I, I didn't. I, he doesn't need one of those. You know, parade send offs like like our, Ryan Fitzpatrick, like does. like the legend that is Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> but I, he had a solid career, and you know, I'm a Patriots guy. I want to hit you with some: is this news or not news? Okay, we have not talked about this. I have not shared this with you. I want genuine Ricky Vegas reaction. Am, am I supposed to just go not news or news, or am I gonna? Am I allowed to say a couple? Dude, things you do whatever you want. It's our podcast. Oh, okay, cool. I get to talk. Oh, righty <laughs> then. Um, J.K. Dobbins is off the pup list. He is quote on track to play Week One. Is this news? It is news, but I don't believe it. I don't believe that he will be ready to play week one. Um, he clapped back at Ian Rappaport. He's yeah, mad. he did. He did clap He's back mad. at Ian Rappaport. But you know what? I'm like, if he if he is, great. Um, I'm still not picking him at, in the third round. Um, I really liked him last year, and him getting hurt really, really, really did some damage to me. 
<laughs> Till we're both 40, we know that we're clapped back. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, that's clapped back is something people said three years ago, guys. <laughs> Nobody's doing it. <laughs> uh, Chris Godwin is practicing with his team. Is that news or not news? It is news. It is news, but once again, it's not news for me because I'm not taking him there because there's just too many weapons um, in Tampa. Uh, Mike Evans always seems to be more of the touchdown guy, and I'd rather have the touchdown guy. Okay, then. Denver head coach Nathaniel Hackett has said that Melvin Gordon could find plenty of snaps in his new passing offense. Is that news or not news? It is not news. It is not news because everyone seems to think that Javante Williams is the second coming of, you know, insert LaDainian Tomlinson here or what or, or whatnot. Um, yeah, apparently he's the world's fantasy MVP. Yes, yes. <laughs> everyone's big on Javante Williams. We talked about it last episode, um, and they everyone seems to make a make a big deal about him getting all this bulk bulk carries and stuff like that. But let me remind everybody: we talked about it plenty of times before. Last year, it wasn't sixty forty. It wasn't seventy thirty. Either way, it was fifty. 50 and there is a good chance that all this talk comes around and then we get into the regular season and it's 40 40 because the other 20 percent of the pat 20 percent of the rushes are russell wilson throwing the ball because <laughs> russell wilson is going to cook wow so you spent a lot of time on something you considered not news yeah um ken walker we kind of talked about it in our previous episode ken walker the third has had sports injury or sp- sports Hernia surgery. He's expected back week one, according to Pete Carroll. Is this news or not news? It is news. That's a to me. That's news. That's a that's an injury. That sports hernia is kind of could be a big deal if it doesn't heal right. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, Tim. There's a couple of people that now that we're going past the tenth round here. There's a couple of people that I have just circled that have ended up on my team in multiple like mock drafts. Um, I'm going to totally spoil this for myself, <laughs> for anybody that's <laughs> listening in our league, but I did, last, I did it last year and I, and I got some players and yeah, you're right. Half the people aren't listening. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to feast on that. Um, so, so I'm going to throw it out there with a couple of different positions. I'm going to start with the wide receivers first. I think Brandon Ayuk um, in the 11th round ha- is great value. I think K.J. Osborne in the 11th round is great value. If I keep moving down the list, um, CBS's ADP, we talked about it last episode, sometimes doesn't make any sense. Because on the sleeper app, Kadarius Tony will go in the 7th or 8th round. And according to CBS's, it's 164 is his average draft position. If I can get Kadarius Tony in the 14th round, I will jump all over that. Um, so I might have seven receivers on my roster at the rate I'm going, but, um, <laughs> well, apparently the sleeper half has a lot of people in New York. <laughs> yeah, no, I I'm with you. And like I said, I want, I told you, I wanted to do uh we pulled the draft order in both our live leagues. Okay. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we did that, I did what every dork does. I rushed to my sleeper app and start doing mocks. And I like to do the, okay, who's going to fall to me in about this area? How late can I wait on a quarterback? How late can I wait on a tight end and mm-hmm. still get away with it? You know, uh, I, I've pushed the boundary a couple times as far as how late I can wait on a quarterback and ended up not even getting Kirk Cousins. <laughs> but really, when you're doing mock drafts, if they're not being simulated by the computer, that's really what they're for. That's really what it should be for, about finding out where is the drop-off at quarterback. Where is the drop-off at tight end? Exactly. Not am I going to get this guy, not is this guy going to slip to me and stuff like that. It should be about 
At what point can I get a, a solid quarterback still? At what point is the drop-off for tight ends? Yeah, some of after round 10, some of my favorite picks that are going after round 10, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, you brought him up. He's going to uh, pick 144, love me some Kenneth Gainwell. A guy that keeps ending up on all my mocks on the Sleeper app in either format is MVS. Uh, he's going at 150. In, um, in, uh, he plays in Kansas City. He's in... In a really good situation, if he's my fourth wide receiver, I'll take that all day. Because that means I've got three starters I can put every week, and then we can see who Pat Mahomes favors. I, I don't think I'm with you. I don't think they're going to have a Tyreek Hill, but I feel like MVS has a chance for where he's going to be some really good value. Um, so I brought up MVS. Jahan Dotson at 151. I, I, I The the rookie uh, wide receiver for the Washington football team, I will not say the other word. Um I, like I said, 151, give me him all day. I, these are guys I told you I'd like going running back early because there's a lot of wide receivers I like early and often. A couple years ago, I found me some Calvin Ridley a little bit later. Last year, I found Cooper Cup. You know, granted, it was in the fourth round, but this guy cleared the field pretty you know. So there's some good values. You brought him up a couple times in this podcast. Not even being drafted, even in 15 rounds, Isaiah McKenzie from Buffalo. The same reasons I loved Jamison Crowder, and one thing you can take from the preseason Jamison Crowder played in the preseason game. Isaiah McKenzie didn't. That tells you everything you need to know about how Buffalo feels about them. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I mean, you're, you're talking these last-second dart throws. Um, why not? Uh, running backs. J.D. McKissick is going 168. I, we just talked about how James White retired. J.D. McKissick in a PPR league. If you take him in the last round to be your bye week replacement in case of emergency break glass. He's going at 168. Give me J.D. McKissick all day in a PPR league. I'll throw him in a flex and not even worry about it on my bye weeks. Another guy I wanted to bring up, and I know I'm yapping a lot, Mark Ingram. If you are a guy who takes Elvin Kamara, at 172, Mark Ingram has to be on your team. And I know we've tiffed over the years about handcuffs and stuff, but I don't think even on this you can argue with me. No, and I and honestly, there's, there's a couple of people that I'd say you would have to handcuff as well. Um, I believe if you get um, Austin Eckler, you should probably, with one of the later picks in your draft, get Isaiah Spiller. If you get, if you draft Antonio Gibson, you should pick Brian Robinson Jr. and cuff him because, um, as much as McKissick is a third down back, Brian Robinson Jr. is the guy that will be doing the the major majority of the carries if Antonio Gibson does go down or if he starts fumbling the ball and he gets benched. Or whatnot. Um, there's a couple other, like I said, you brought up Kenneth Gaywell. I, I agree with that 100%. I think that when you're talking about Miles Sanders, um, at the value he's getting picked at, and you're talking about half the draft later, you can get you can get uh, 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 Kenneth Gainwell. Um, you should jump all over that. Alexander Madison is is being uh, criminally undervalued in a lot of Always fantasy, is. in fantasy drafts. And if you can. Get him in the in the ninth, tenth, eleventh round. There's no reason why you shouldn't be able to jump all over that. If you have Dalvin Cook or not, because there are games when he goes off, even when Dalvin Cook's not even hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Now on the flip side, I know drafts can go deep. I know a lot of leagues can be. Um, I'm one of those people. Always spends the most on waiver wise. If there's a fee, always makes the most moves. I believe every roster spot matters. <laughs> Insert uh, joke here. Every roster spot matters. So there's some guys I think you shouldn't even bother drafting that doesn't even deserve a roster spot. To me, Trevor Lawrence is one of those guys. I, I don't think he has the upside of a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields or something like that. If you want to 
take a backup quarterback, which I'm not a huge advocate of. Um, I, I feel like if you take Trey Lance or Justin Fields, you should have a veteran like Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr. Um, if, if I'm going to take a deep quarterback, I'd rather take a Jameis Winston. I just don't think, even if Trevor Lawrence takes a big step from one, year one to year two, at some point that's still not fantasy value and a waste of a roster spot. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I could go along with that. I mean, because you, you're talking to somebody who's probably going to pick a quarterback in the eighth or ninth round and then probably not pick a quarterback for the rest of the draft. I will, whoever I take will probably be the only quarterback on my roster. Yeah, I, and that's what I'm saying. I, I just feel like if you bother taking a backup, take up somebody with high upside, somebody that could give you those unexpected yards, something like that. Mm-hmm. Another guy like that goes without saying, Matt Jones at 183. No business being on your roster, even in the deepest of leagues. This guy has no upside whatsoever. And there are certain games where he's going to throw like five passes because that's what Belichick decides to do. Yeah. I mean, some people that I that I will probably not take at all is uh, uh, Raheem Mostert probably will not be on my team. Um, I don't feel like Sony Michelle will even make the team for, for the Dolphins. I think he's going to be a cut anyway. Um, there's... There's a bunch of names, as I use quotation marks. Ronald Jones. Yeah, I don't. I mean, yep. Isaiah Isaiah Pacheco is a guy that has been absolutely um, doing it, just like Damian Pierce, who's been absolutely killing it in camp and well, in preseason game yeah. and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, I kind of understand. Like, you could show some love for him and some of that. Maybe take him with one of the last picks in your draft. But, yeah, that just means don't take Ronald Jones. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, Ronald Jones was also going to be one of my guys. He plays on a team that passes first, expects their running backs to be able to catch the ball, and he doesn't do any of that. He doesn't fit in with that at all. So even if CEH goes down, they have Jarek McKinnon there too. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like Ronald Jones is one of those guys a waste of a roster spot. What I think is a waste of a roster spot, especially when you're talking about the backup running backs, that are veterans when you've got the up-and-coming yep. rookies. Like I just told you before about Isaiah Spiller. So any other any other charges running back, I don't want him. If um, we were talking about Zach White, I don't want Kenyon Drake. You know what I mean? Like I would rather take Zach White with one of the Yeah, they were picks. saying Kenyon Drake not even may not even make the roster. Yeah, but I would just say like any of those, any kind of situation like that where you see like even uh, Rashad White, the backup for Tampa Bay, if you're going to pick up somebody else, if you're going to pick up another Tampa Bay running back and it's not Leonard Fournette, it's Rashad White, and then that's it. Actually, I was going to say Rashad White's one of those guys I consider not bothered because factually speaking, he's behind Leonard Fournette. Giovanni Bernard's the third down back. Keyshawn uh, uh, Vaughn, easy for me to say, plays special teams. I, I feel like the fact that Rashad White in the preseason game played into the fourth quarter tells you how far down the depth chart he is. Well, he's not getting practice squatted because if he gets practice squatted, he's going to end up on somebody else's No, team. no, I understand that. I just feel like I, I just I don't know that he's going he's gonna to be one of those guys that makes the roster because he's cheap but probably won't be active on game day. Damian Williams in Atlanta at 169. Uh, Tyler Algier is there. Uh, Cordell Patterson is there. I just don't feel like there's really a, a. I mean, I just don't think the Atlanta Falcons backfield requires three guys. I think you you yeah that falls right into where I was saying, you know, not to take. Yeah, don't, <laughs> bother, falls, yeah, don't even bother. He, he falls into Ronald yeah. Jones territory. I will say that there's a lot of value late in the draft if you decide you want to punt the tight end all the way until the end of the draft. I, you, well, I told you that you've like, got when David, we talked about tight ends. You, you, we, David Njoku, who I honestly, like I said, like last week when I was talking about it, I was kind of laughing about it and stuff like that. The more I'm looking at it, if, you're, if one of your last two picks is Cole Komet, great. 
You know, if you want to run with them, run with them. If you're, one of your last two picks is David Njoku, good, great, run with them. If you want to get that Aquanubanum from De- from yeah, Denver, go with them. That's if he's something you've done last... for years is wait and wait and wait on tight end. You all, you found Mark Andrews before Mark Andrews. You know, you, I found Darren Waller before he was Darren yeah. Waller, yeah. Yeah, another one I wanted to highlight, uh, a 2-0 run, Robert Tunyon in standard leagues. I preface mm-hmm. that. Robert Tunyon in standard leagues, he's free. And if he vultures six to seven touchdowns, he could be a bye week replacement, an injury replacement. Not necessarily saying you need to draft him, throw him on your scout team and, and pick up as needed. I think it's somebody that I brought that you brought up before, Marquez Valdez Scantling. I mean, where he's talking about getting picked where he's right now listed as being picked in the thirteenth round, I think that is tremendous value. Well that's what I understand. There's a lot of love for Juju Smith Schuster, but no love for MVS. Well, and there's a ton of love for Sky Moore as well. Right, and that's because he's the new shiny toy. But mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, he also, I watched that Bears uh, Chiefs preseason game, and I know preseason doesn't mean nothing, and I've already said the PSA. But when dude's playing in the fourth quarter of a preseason game, preseason game number one, two, it's not even the dress rehearsal, that tells you how far down the depth chart he really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more guy I wanted to mention, and it's become a running joke at this point, at number 200, Robbie Anderson. <laughs> Don't bother. There's no upside. There's no nothing. He's worthless. Don't bother. I hope he dies. Oh, maybe that's harsh. That's that's a little harsh too. I want him to live a happy life, not playing football. Yes, he he's he definitely has has graded on you for for the last uh, fourteen months. <laughs> I, I, that's the thing is where I drafted him. I, I couldn't start him, but I couldn't drop him. It was that 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 enigma that that oh that guy. Well, you got you got a guy that that gets a lot of targets. Him and DJ Moore, he get they both get a lot of targets. The only problem is, is that Sam Darnold and Cam Newton were throwing the ball to them last year, and neither one of those guys can throw the ball with any consistency. And then on top of that, now you brought in Baker Mayfield, who characteristically doesn't throw the ball to his wide receivers. He always checks down to his tight ends and always checks down to his running backs. Very like maybe. 50% of the time he throws the balls to his receivers. And that's not a good percentage when you're talking about wide receivers. Yeah, not when you have to fight for half the balls with DJ Moore. Yeah. Um, some of the guys, and you kind of briefly touched on it. I know we're doing a little deeper now, but in all the mocks we've done, and I was going to ask you whatever your mocks taught you, what the mocks have taught me, guy who ends up on my being on my team a lot is Keenan Allen. I brought him up last episode. I feel like he's still in that Tier 2, Tier 3 wide receiver He's going at the end of the third round, but he's underrated. So he's one of those guys that keeps making his way into my team. Uh, Dalton Schultz, I brought it up last episode. I'll make it quick. He's going at that round six, seven turn. I think he's the end of the third tight end tier drop-off. So Dalton Schultz finds his way on my team. And one thing I wanted to mention, I wanted to highlight or whatever, the free agents, don't forget about them. We talk about these late-run lottery tickets, like Robbie Anderson not worth a roster spot. You know who is? Odell Beckham Jr., the guy's a free agent. If you take him as your last pick, I, I, I find myself taking him in every mock. He gets forgotten about, and I take him in the very last round. Why not? If he lands with a good team, if he goes back to L.A., let's say uh, Green Bay decides to take a chance on him, Kansas City, um, for a guy who costs you almost nothing, great use of a roster spot. Am I wrong? Nope, you're not wrong. Am I wrong? I love it. I love it. <laughs> now, I, now I'll throw a couple of people out there, some people that always end up on my team. Ramondre Stevenson. I can't, once again, talk enough about how much I like Ramondre Stevenson. And I know everyone's like Belichick. He bounces around and stuff like that. But if he gets a bell cow, like the year he had Corey Dillon and stuff like that, guess what? Corey Dillon was the guy all year he long. He was. Corey Dillon had a monster So, season. I mean, like, if you get, if you get a guy that just absolutely – 
turns that corner. And I think when we're talking about second-year running backs, and everyone wants to talk about Javante Williams, and everyone wants to talk about Travis Etienne, but I'm going to tell you right now, do not sleep on Ramondre Stevenson. And the fact that Michael Carter is pretty much going for free. You could pretty much take him in the last round of your draft. You could pick him up as a free agent after week one. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is that, Like I said, the, the the love for Javante Williams, and I get it, the the, the, the position he's in. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. I uh, Over the years, Belichick, while being mind-numbing and having you pull out your hair, Corey Dillon had a great year. Look, Garrett Blum, remember the year he had, like 18 rushing mm-hmm. touchdowns? Uh, I mean, if you're a hot hand who doesn't fumble the ball... He will go with you. Last year, Michael Carter was a seventh-round pick, and this year he's going undrafted. And he's a rookie. It's not even like he was a rookie is, going into his second like year. It's not like he had a bad season. He had a great season mm-hmm. on a bad team. I, I, I don't, and I've mentioned it multiple times when we talked about the Jets, I, I why they used an NFL second-round pick. I know Brees Hall was the best pure running back in the draft, but why they, on a team that had a lot more holes, why they used a second-round pick on him when Michael Carter was just fine. Mm-hmm. You know, let me throw this out to you. Do you pick in your draft George Pickens? Um, I mean, in the price he's going, why not? Mm-hmm. I I know the Steelers. Well, are, he's moving on up. He's up well, to the eleventh round, and that's now. the problem. He's falling into that Damian yeah. Pierce territory where before, when he was going to cost me a thirteenth or fourteenth round pick, absolutely. If he's up into like single digit rounds at like round eight or nine because the hype machine has gone out of control, hell no. I don't even want Claypool at his current price. Have you forgotten that Mitchell Trubisky is their quarterback? <laughs> I mean, if not Mitchell Trubisky, Mason Rudolph or rookie Kenny Pickett. I mean, that situation is bad. I mean, Deontay Johnson is only going where he's going because he's Deontay Johnson. You know, do you disagree? No, I agree. I agree. He, George Pickens is flying up this this uh, this chart, the the draft charts, way too fast for me to want to take a take a dive at that way earlier than I think I should. Um is there is there talent there? Yes. Maybe he makes me look stupid. Yeah. But I mean I'm not I'm just not going to do it because you know what? There's you got like Devontae Smith last year. I mean, he had like 800 yards receiving and like five touchdowns. And to me that's just a regular that's just a regular season. Pretty much you can get from pretty much almost anybody. Yeah, I, I did want to mention one thing. We're a full service operation here, okay? We have been playing fantasy football for 31 years. We, we covered a lo- all the offensive bases. Uh, we, we did a deep dive in a running back, wide receiver. We did quarterback, tight end. We're, we did our ADP dive. We're doing our deep dive right now. Full service operation. Most leagues still do kickers and tight ends. I, or, or I'm sorry, kickers and defenses. Yeah, you knew what I meant when the Germans were bombed Pearl Harbor. Um, again, your last two rounds should be defense followed by kicker. No number one defense from the year before has ever repeated Ever. There is no need. Again, uh, no matter how much you love Justin Tucker, no matter how much you think he might be the next you know, Hall of Fame kicker or whatever, there's no need to waste a thing. What I say with kickers, again, kickers should be your last round pick. You should look for guys that have a late buy and no competition. A lot of these teams, they get crunched in the salary cap. They, they, they try to go cheap at kicker, and they bring in a guy for competition, and somebody loses their job to a guy because he's cheaper. So look for guys who have a late buy, because if they have a late buy, the guy who has a round four or a round five buy, the, the guy who is a good kicker or whatever, that team is going to drop him to pick up a replacement, 
and then by then you can pick him up. Boy, Tim, do you have a list of some kickers that you would recommend? I, I do, actually. Guys that fall into the late buy, no competition. Matt Prater in Arizona, uh, bye week 13. Robbie Gold, Mr. Consistent, he's going to be a place for the Niners, has a bye week week 9. Brandon McManus, the new and improved Denver Broncos, a bye week of week 9. These guys have later bye weeks and no competition. Anything you want to say about kickers at all? Justin Tucker. Good stuff. <laughs> De- good stuff. That's the kind of content we bring you here at Punt the QB. Defenses. All right. Again, no number one defense is ever repeated. Calm down. <laughs> Don't give me the, well, I have the rest of my starting lineup. No. Don't do it. Like squirt in the water bottle at your dog. No. No. I said no. Your second to last round is where you pick your defense. Streaming defenses is perfectly fine. Okay. I have a couple of those names as well. We are a full-service operation. If you got up to go get a beer, I don't blame you. It's okay. All right. In weeks one and two, the, the Indianapolis Colts play at Houston and at Jacksonville. So if you're going to stream somebody for the first couple of weeks, the Colts are the 13th-ranked defense. That you're going to get them last in your league. Great matchups week one and two. The Washington football team, week one, Jacksonville, week two, at Detroit. We both think better things are ahead for Detroit, but Jared Goff is still the quarterback there. So you can stream them. They've got some great defensive players. Cleveland Browns, I know they're without Deshaun Watson for however long. Week one, they play at Carolina, and you could either have a not-ready Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold, Nuff said. Week two, they host the Jets, which could be quarterbacked by Joe Flacco. Well, they have a pretty soft—the Cleveland has a pretty—for their defense, if you held on to Cleveland for— Five out of those first six weeks, you're gonna, you're probably gonna get a pretty. good That's what I'm saying. Streaming, streaming defense is absolutely fine. Everybody I just mentioned is after ranking number twelve. You're, you're getting them in the second to last round. So I, I'm just saying, like guys, while we don't like using kickers in defense in fantasy football, almost everybody does, especially in DFS. You're gonna have to find somebody. Stream those things. Please do not waste a valuable draft pick on them. Yeah, I would say if I'm gonna add anything, I would say that. Uh, um, a sneaky good defense is Carolina. Carolina has a really good defense. They like, at the beginning of last year they really came out came out like gangbusters and played really good defense. They put up a lot of good defensive numbers. Um, that's a team when you're talking about playing against Atlanta when they're playing against favorable teams. That's a team that I think I would want to be on. Is is if you're streaming, uh, pick up Carolina when they're playing against bad 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 offenses. Um, another team, if you're looking at the playoff stretch and the the best defenses are, are not around, Detroit in the in their I believe their last four or five games are all against some of the worst teams in the league. You did mention that when we talked about the Lions. Absolutely. And if you're going and if you're going to jump on somebody to ride through the playoffs, um, when everybody else has got the bigger teams on defenses, the, you know the bigger defenses and stuff like that, there's nothing that says you can't stream a Detroit when they're playing. I think, yeah. But like the last four games are all against subpar teams. Yeah, good stuff. I I mean, well, like I said, I I we really hope you enjoy your fantasy drafts. I, I like we wanted to spend a few weeks going back to our roots, talking about fantasy, doing a di- di- deep dive. We love fantasy. We 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 hope you treat it for what you do. We were talking our original league, thirty one years. Uh, all these guys we've known for all these years. Almost everybody's been in since at least season three. Um, we still get together live, do it in person. When, when you have kids and responsibilities, mortgage, it's even harder to do. Um, it's one of those things I look forward to every year. I know you do. We love it. We talk about it. Um, if, if you can keep it going, do it. Don't fight over stupid stuff. It, it's all supposed to be fun, even if you're playing for money. It's not life-shattering money. It's not life-altering money. I mean, DFS, you could hit a nice tournament. Okay. Just enjoy for what it is, guys. 
I, I I've learned that lesson on cuff. Uh, it, the one season I had a really bad year, had a ton of injuries, and I was just stupid. Was probably the most fun I ever had. I went like two and twelve or whatever it was. That was the most fun I had because I remembered it's fun. It's what's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's all about having a good time. And most of these leagues, um, especially our leagues that we're in, it's about the people that I enjoy doing fantasy football with, the people I enjoy hanging out with. Um, like I said, our our thirty one year draft when we get together. It's it's a good time. It's not like we're it's the, our draft comes second to the fact that we're all together. Yeah, that's just we nobody times their picks. Nobody says who's up. Yeah, nobody's in a hurry. Nobody's. I mean, people bring beer at ten a.m. Yeah, we meet for breakfast at eight a.m. Uh, I mean, it, it's you know uh, Jones's wife makes us a bunch of cookies. Sean brings a uh, White Castle. Yeah, uh, I, I mean I know I'm doing shameless name drops here, and it, it's enjoy it for what it is, guys. I, I mean all of it. I mean when you're talking about. We give you our best bets every single episode. We give you our fantasy football advice every single episode. And you know what? The bottom line is is that all of it's supposed to be for fun. If you're doing this because you're thinking you're going to make a ton of money and stuff like that, you're wrong. This is about having a good time. If you make great, if you make money, great. That's awesome on top of that. But really this is about having a good time. If if you're betting if you're betting because you know that, that this is, you think this is going to be like the thing that totally changes everything for your life and stuff like that, like, pump the brakes. Just have a good time with this. <laughs> all right? Yeah. That's all we're, that's all this should be about. This shouldn't be about the this shouldn't be about politics about who's trying to screw over who and stuff like that. If that's going on in your league, get out of that league. Go get into a league where you're actually yeah. you're actually supposed Hit to have a good time. Hit us up on Twitter. We'll find room for you yeah. somewhere. There's this is about having a good time. This is about enjoying football and another way to enjoy football. Because if you're listening to this, you you enjoy football. You enjoy watching football. Yeah, it's for all of us guys that love football. This is our way to participate. I you know I could make a joke about El Bundy or my knees or whatever. The fact of the matter is. None of us are good enough to play in, 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 in pro football in the NFL, but we love it. This is how we participate. I didn't mean this to break into an after-school special where we tell you you're a bad person if you get mad or whatever. I didn't mean for that. I was just trying to be like, hey, guys, have fun. We have clearly gone way too long in this episode. Yeah. It, thanks for listening. Um, we have our first live draft on Sunday, so we're going to have uh, next episode. We're going to give you some insights, what we learned from that draft, some of the stuff that happened. we got a bunch of fun stuff. We're going to make sure you're ready and informed and entertained. Excellent. Thanks a lot for listening.